all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. And I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Well, here we are, week three of sheltering in place. We're not even four full weeks into this, but it feels so much longer, doesn't it? Life's changed so much in this short time, it's just unbelievable. Many are struggling financially and emotionally. And taking care of our children and teens, dealing with all the other stressors is so hard. Sheltering alone, though, is difficult, too. And I know those of you out there who are essentially alone in your homes are having some difficulty. So today we have advice on sheltering in place without losing your mind, hopefully. And um, we can we can give you advice as to whether you're one of those parents of teens or young children or whether you're at home just trying to um, make sense of everything that's going on. Um, you know, people are struggling, but something that's so apparent is that there are many very kind people in our country and our state who are caring for each other. And you hear wonderful stories all the time. Um, but even with that, life's difficult, especially for our children as they try to adjust not to seeing friends, maybe not having some of the things they were used to having due to some of the financial stressors. Um, the teens are missing their freedom, their sports, their graduations, their their end-of-the-year parties, the support that they got from their peers and from other family members. I, I really don't think I need to go on. Um, parents are struggling. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, I have two instances that I really want you to know about because I think they just highlight what is really going on? I just called my my daughter this morning to get some new numbers on um, cases and deaths of COVID nineteen, and um, she answered the phone but quickly said, "I have to call you back. I'm losing my mind." There was a dog barking in the background, a baby crying in the background. That was my daughter, who's an ER doc who can handle anything. She too is having some struggles of her own, right? Um, my husband and I, here's another example. My husband and I were taking a walk around our neighborhood this week. We walk often. It's typically a very quiet walk with birds chirping and other soft sounds of nature. But right in the middle of it was a young woman slamming the car door, yelling at 
her maybe mother, older woman, telling her that she was never satisfied with anything she ever does. There were two little boys standing by her looking bewildered. It was a bad scene. As we walked by, it continued, and I thought, man, people are struggling. So today I want us to talk again about the difficulties of how to make things a little bit better for everybody. Um, I want to remind everyone that that as there's talk about easing up on sheltering in place and allowing some people to go back to work, that's a good thing, right? As long as everybody remembers that COVID-19 is not over. There were 204 new cases of the coronavirus in Mississippi, a total of over 4,700 cases and 183 deaths. This is still real. We need to continue to protect ourselves and our children from the illness. But with that said, the idea of not having the summer activities in place that we have always had for our children or just the child care in place presents some pretty overwhelming issues. So I want you to join in, give us a call, tell us about your comments. You've heard about two of my experiences just in the last couple of days. Um, so give us a call, tell us your thoughts, your experiences. Call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So um, we do have, I'm delighted to say, Dr. Courtney Walker back with us, who is a psychologist from our University of Mississippi Medical Center's uh, Center for the Advancement of Youth. You've heard from her before, just in the last month, but she's here to share some more tips on how to take care of our children at home, how to keep them safe and ourselves safe but at the same time, maintaining some calm and sense of peace. Not an easy task. Um, later in the show, we'll have Susan Gerard, president of Mississippi Children's Museum, to share some ways that the Children's Museum is helping us um, through some of this. So, But first, I want to welcome Dr. Walker. Welcome. Um, thanks Hi. for calling in again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Oh, goodness. Well, um, I'm sure you have examples yourself of some of the struggles that that individuals are going through as we're stepping through this, don't you, Dr. Walker? Oh, yeah. You know, um, some of my friends and even my family members, we, you know, it's, it's funny. We're separated because we're socially distancing, but we tend to talk a little bit more on the phone and over Skype now. And I was just talking the other day with a family member about just the uh, impact of just being isolated in your house by yourself can have on you. And just, you know, the act of getting outside and going to do something a little different out of your usual routine can just help you feel that much better. So, yeah, um, you know, like you said, it's impacting everyone, even your daughter who's an ER nurse. Um, <laughs> she, writes, she can handle anything. 
Um, yeah, but, she's know, an ER yeah. physician, and and like I said, I mean, she has handled some some pretty pretty tough stuff in her life, and and is a wonderful parent. But you know, I will say this is just trying to juggle everything when you have um, work work stressors, um, child stressors, maybe animal stressors, or or just. The feelings on your own of um, you don't have to have kids in the household to be struggling with this. That's that's for sure, right? Absolutely. You know, um, we don't have children in our household, and you know, uh, my husband and I also experience just the stress. We have you know pet children, but that's not the same thing. Uh, <laughs> but, but being separated from people and out of our normal routine and. Um, there's, you know, I think no matter who you are and what your, you know, circumstance is, people, you're going to experience stress because of this. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us are kind of getting caught up in what I call catastrophic thinking, right? So if I'm, if I perceive that I'm failing at being a good mom or a good employee, then that must mean that I'm bad at everything. And that just has a you know, a cyclical effect on how you feel and what you do and how you treat others. And so maybe we can talk a little bit more about that, about how to manage that catastrophic thinking later on. Yeah, I think that could be very helpful because I know what happens so many times. You know, like I said at the beginning of the show, we've been sheltering in place for three weeks Um Three weeks. It seems like a lifetime. And, you know, as we we listen to the news, we're hearing about financially how terrible things are going and and how behaviorally how bad things are going. And, you know, I think what we need to try to help ourselves better focus on the fact that this has a finite end. It will be over. It will be better. It's hard to feel that way right now with people demonstrating about needing to get back to work, and I get that. Um, it also is is hard to see it um, when you see your money drifting away as you're not able to do the work, especially um, our individuals who are small business owners. Some of us are lucky enough to continue to have a salary come in, but there's still the pressures of continuing the work, right, even even as you're trying to shelter in place. And those workers who are continuing to go to work, I think, are probably still struggling with um, putting themselves out there and um, and and feeling a bit vulnerable and in, in danger, don't you think? Absolutely. And, you know, if you're still going to work and if you have family members at home that you come home to, there's also that worry of, can I, am I going to bring something back and infect my children or my older parent or somebody in my family? And so, yeah, it's, um, I definitely think that's something that people who, who are working and still, you know, making a, um, trying to make a living are experiencing probably more right. so than others. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I uh, hear we have Craig in Biloxi who didn't want to go on air, but Michelle has a question from um, Craig. So Michelle, tell us what Craig's thoughts are. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Dr. Walker. Good hey. morning, Susan Buttress. I can't <laughs> wait to see you again. I can't wait to give you a I big hug. Know. 
Yeah. And Courtney, you deserve a hug for being with us almost every week. <laughs> but uh, Craig from Biloxi, thank you, Craig, for calling in. I'm going to say it like he said it. Is there a hotline for parents that cannot control their children? <laughs> Yeah. Well, like I said, that example, if our listeners didn't hear it, I walked past um, with my husband, a, a young woman who who clearly temper was flaring. They were in a modest home and she had two little boys and she was carrying in some groceries. And I mean, there was some yelling going on. And I I I think that 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 really Craig's question is a good one. Um and, you know, it gave me an idea, and, and I don't mind um, um, saying that that I can be available if people want to send me questions via family at mpbonline.org. If, um, Michelle, you can get me those. Any any questions that parents send in, I'll be happy to try to, to answer. Now, as far as a dial-in hotline, I don't know that there is anything like that out there right now. Dr. Walker, do you know? Um, because well, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> well, there is one. Again, I haven't called it, so I don't want to put my stamp on it. But there is the National Parent uh, Helpline. Um, mm-hmm. And that's at one eight five five four a parent, the number four, um, and um, it's operated by Parents Anonymous. So I think you know it can um, that could be a resource that folks use. But other than that one, I don't really know of another um, parent specific hotline. There are some federal mental health agencies that have mental health hotlines, like SAMHSA, for example, has a mental health hotline, and honestly, right. I would fit under that. Um, parenting can definitely influence your mental health and, like you said, irritability and frustration, um, but there are some of those out there, for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, that's one of those issues that... Um, I think we may need, if this goes on much longer, we may need to really look into that. And and I'll put a call into the American Academy of Pediatrics um, about that very thing, because I think having a hotline such as that where parents could call any time of the day when they're frustrated would be a great idea. So here is one thing I do want to bring out before we go to our first break, which I know we need to do in a minute. And and that is the fact that the incidence of um, violence in the home is up. The incidence, this is a very serious matter, the incidence of child abuse is up. So as parents are listening to this, know that um, everybody understands that there is increased stress and and increased frustration and probably increased issues with kids pushing at you and pushing your buttons more because they don't have all those things they used to enjoy. So if you need help, reach out. We're going to talk about some tips on how um, parents can um, calm themselves and calm others um, when we get back from this break. But know that it is normal to feel frustration. But what we have to do is learn how to deal with it, give ourselves a time out, give ourselves an opportunity um, to step back. 
So give us a call joining the conversation at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We're talking about sheltering in place again and the stressors of all of that. I'm with Dr. Courtney Walker and we'll be right back. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and I'm here with Dr. Courtney Walker, psychologist. And we're talking about ways to help families um, as they are sheltering in place, how to deal with some of the stressors. And um, we're going to talk now just for a few minutes about some of the tips that you can do, but please call in. Um, Both of us are happy to answer any questions that you have about uh, managing difficulty at home. Um, So we can be your hotline today on any kind of problems or frustrations that you have. You can call one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 So, Dr. Walker, before we get started on, on some of the very specific tips, I wanted to throw out a few things and hear your comments um, about them. You know, of course, our children rely on on parents for their safety, both physically and emotionally. And so um, even though when they're relying on us for that, sometimes they can get frustrated about not being able to run across the street to the neighbor's house or not being able, those teenagers who are so used to um, being out with their peers, not and teenagers often think they are invincible, and so um, not <laughs> not wanting to listen to the advice because they believe that they are not vulnerable as as others. Um, forgetting sometimes that maybe from a health standpoint they're not quite as vulnerable, but but then to give it to others who are um, is another issue. So. You know, I think a couple of things that we need to to remind our our parents about is that um, when there are questions, make sure that you answer the questions about the pandemic. Simply, honestly, talk with kids about the news that they hear. Um, it's okay to say people are getting sick. Um, they need to understand what the point is of all of this. So to talk about it honestly without frightening them uh, so much. I think it's also good to recognize a child's feeling, 
to say, I get, I get you're upset. I get you're frustrated. I get you're angry. Um, it's okay to feel all of that. It's not okay, though, to be mean to people. It's not okay not to listen to what we know is right. Um, the other thing I think that I wanted to throw out there is I, I think we sometimes forget that as we're so busy protecting our older individuals, grandparents, and and those that we know are at increased health risk, um, we forget that we may be increasing the fear and stress in kids as we talk about it. So to be careful about scaring them so much and making them think that that now their grandparent or their other loved one is not going to be with them ever again because they can't be with them right now, right? Um, I think the hard part, and I'm going to stop and turn it over to you, Dr. Walker, is we need to be good models and manage our feelings well, right? Um, that sometimes can be tough when you're really already so stressed. And so how can you be a good model when you feel on the verge of tears all the time? Um, so, Dr. Walker, step in here and help us talk through that that being a good model, and what do you do when you feel like you are um, at your wit's end? How do you how do you manage that? Oh man, uh, if I I can't <laughs> hack the um, the end all be all solution for that, I would be a, a really rich lady. But um, <laughs> I do think there are you know different tips and tricks to use. And what I wanted I want to um, kind of put this out there just to to let everybody know this is how I think about it. There's not one thing that's going to make all of this stress or anxiety go away. The important thing is to use a lot of different strategies to manage the stress. And again, the point of managing stress isn't to take it away completely, right? This is stressful. Um, I don't think there's a thing out there that can make you not feel as stressed. But these are ways to manage the stress just so you can still be productive, still be a good parent, still be a good coworker. Um, but I think what you said about making sure that you're a good model for, or for children is really important. So one of those ways I think you can do that is to just be very mindful about talking about your concerns in front of children. And so as I'm sure a lot of parents know children have ears that can pick up on anything. And so just being really, really conscientious about when you do talk about your worries, try to make, try to make it to where your children can't hear them. Because you need to get your worries out, too. That's really important, but just right. not in front of them. Right. Right. I think that's that's really important advice. And I think parents sometimes think that because they've closed a door, children don't hear. Um, remember, unless you're whispering, they can hear through the door unless you have a soundproof room. So um, try to protect them from really difficult conversations as best you can. OK, um, uh, we have open lines, uh, and I want to go back to the phones, but give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We have Deidre in Gaucher. Hi, Deidre. Thanks for calling. Tell us what your 
thoughts or questions are. Hi. Uh, I just want to say that um, I'm just pretty amazed when you uh, go into the when you go into the stores, I really try to stay away and only do what I have to do. But I find that the, the workers in the stores and um, I see parents close up with their children. They don't have any protection on them. And um, and, I, and I just, you know, I just think it's really, really bad. People want to stand up on you. And I, I find myself politely, you know, <laughs> addressing them to stand back. And uh, I had to take care of some business this morning. And I heard a gentleman mentioned that he didn't pay any attention to all of this. And um, I was thinking that, wow, I, I think the example that grown-ups set um, for the youngsters, too, is important. And if they get a mixed signal, um, hearing people talk like that, like um, I think that, you know, the, the balance is lost. That they, While they don't want to be frightened, on the other hand, they also don't want to get real lackadaisical when, when they hear people talking about these things like, there's really nothing out there. And uh, mm. I just see that that's a real problem, you know, if, when, during the times when I do have to go out. And as I say, I go out and, uh, when I have to and I have my mask and, and when I find it necessary, my gloves. And I try to get what I want to get done and get that quickly because I just see so many people just not really caring, basically. Yeah. Deidre, I um, 100% agree with you, and I'm really concerned about that. I think that there are, thank you for bringing that up and saying it out loud, and I think it comes better from, are you, first of all, let me ask you, are you in the medical profession? I am not. Well, I, thank you for that, because I think um, that sometimes people are thinking uh, those of us who are in the medical profession are just overcalling this and and being ridiculous about this. But if people would just remember, yes, people die every day. Yes, people die from other natural causes. This is different, though. These are in the this is an increased number of deaths from individuals who otherwise would not have died. And Deidre, you are being very respectful to others by putting that mask on and trying to maintain that distance, because I think the information that people forget is that you may be an asymptomatic person who has the virus. So the masks are not just protecting you. If you're so brave and you think that you are so immune, then fine. I get it. Be brave. But um, you are also protecting others. And to me, you're disrespecting others by not keeping your distance and wearing a mask when you're out in groups. Um, this is not over yet. I, um, I know that our businesses need to get back to work, but um, we need to be mindful that we have to do the right thing so we can put an end to this um, sooner rather than later. So, um, Deidre, I don't get it either. 
um, uh, there may be somebody who wants to call in and tell us why they are behaving that way. Um, but I um, wholeheartedly agree with you, and thank you for calling in. Well, Dr. Um, Butchers, not to uh, butt in, but we actually have yeah. a full slate of calls right now. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come okay. back, we'll bring in, uh, we have Spencer from Madison, Lauren from Ridgeland, and another caller um, getting their name on the list right now. So we do have lots of people with comments and questions coming back from the break. And then, of course, we have uh, Susan Gerard coming in as well later in the show okay great well we'll go on to our break this is relatively speaking i'm dr susan buttress and we're talking about sheltering in place um we'll be right back Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and I'm here with Dr. Courtney Walker and we are talking about surviving the sheltering in place with our with our loved ones who we love but maybe don't like all the time right now. So um I know I can put a little laughter in it, but sometimes it's not so funny, is it? Um, well, we're going to go on back to the phones. We have um, several people on the line. Let's go first to Edward in Jackson. Hi, Edward. Thanks for calling. Today. Doing great. Um, tell us what your thoughts are. Okay. Uh, now, I'm all for protesting. I protested that when I got out of the Navy in 66, I protested because so many people were coming home that, you know, either weren't right or right. The point is, Wednesday, I'll be 75, and I take immunosuppressant drugs. So I remind myself that I will never, ever be able to go back to a normal life. Now, mm. as far as these protesters, it was just, I think, I'm not for a police state, but I think they ought to be identified and put in the data bank. And when they get sick, they ought to be put on the bottom of the barrel for, for health care. And, they, they, mm. and they have no respect for anybody else or older people or children or the example is setting, and that's my story, and that's some sticking to it. 
I hear you, Edward, and and um, thank you for your service, and and I understand the immunosuppressive issue. You are one of those vulnerable people who who needs to be protected, and and I I, I hear you. One thing I was I was watching the news the other day, watching the. Um, the protesters who were all so close together, and I was thinking, how many of those people are going to end up ill? How many of those people are going to end up giving this coronavirus to somebody they love and perhaps having that individual die? It's very scary. So I, I appreciate your sentiment. I really do. Um, I'm, I'm not one of those people who, who I'm a doctor. We're supposed to treat everybody and treat them equally. And but it is uh, very frustrating that people are out there um, allowing themselves to be exposed. Um, so I, I hear you. Um, let's let's stay on the phones. We have Spencer in Madison. Hi, Spencer. Thanks for calling. Hey, Dr. Butcher. Thank you. Hey. Tell us what's your thoughts, or do you have a question or a story for us? <laughs> um, I guess of thoughts. I just wanted to call in and kind of encourage all the moms and dads out there right now and let them know they're not alone. Um, I have two kids right now. I have a three-year-old and a three-month-old, and it has not well. been easy. And um, I guess some of the things that have helped me get through this is just, and I think you actually gave me this advice, Dr. Butchers, but just taking a little time for myself every now and then whenever you get a chance. I've taken a lot of bubble baths and um, just reading books on myself when the kids are asleep, and that kind of helps me regroup and, um, I guess, recharge for the next day. And I try to look for kind of the silver lining in all this, and that's kind of helped. Um, with my three-month-old, I've kind of got it, gotten a – extended maternity leave and um and I've gotten to teach my little boy how to ride a bike and so and I've learned a lot about telehealth during all this so I just try to find the the good in it as well so I just wanted to call and give some encouragement I guess thank you Spencer for that and I will say Spencer is a nurse practitioner and um, she said extended maternity leave but I know what she's doing because I know her well she is working from home so she's being a mother a wife a, a homemaker and a nurse practitioner at the same time and so she is one of those who is juggling and thank you for um taken my advice because it really is very important um, to understand that it's easy to get overwhelmed and that you do need to take time for yourself and step back for yourself. And it is not selfish time. It is necessary time. Wouldn't you agree, Dr. Walker? I agree. And the other thing I wanted to just really highlight um, that Spencer said is her reframing of some of the of some of the bad that's happened, right? So we have focused a lot and on the bad and the scary things that have happened because of COVID nineteen because they are scary. Um, but at the same time, I think we need to. Um, that might be a symptom of catastrophic thinking, right? Only focusing on the negative. So I think trying to dig deep and find something good 
maybe that's happened every day. It could be I got up on time and I got my coffee. Or it could be I taught my son how to ride a bike. Or I saw my child take their first step. Something like that, just to hold on to the good and to remember that there still are positive things that are happening out there, and we really have to cling to those right now, especially during times of stress. I think that's great advice. I'll say that, um, again, um, one of my daughters with a uh, uh, child lesson one um, got to see his first steps, and she may not have had she been working the number of hours that she had been working. So when you said the first steps, I got to see a video of those first steps of that little guy that we may not have gotten on, on record um, in in another situation when he might have been in child care. So, yeah, focus on the positive, focus on, you know, the, the other thing that I think is an incredible positive is that people are learning to play more simply. Um, board games, jigsaw puzzles. I was looking at the news. Jigsaw puzzle sales are way up um, because now people are doing those. They're pulling out the old board games and playing cards and just looking at each other um, in the face at home when they have an opportunity because you can only spend so much time um, doing um, electronic. And I think people are trying to limit that somewhat. Um, And along those same lines, I want to go ahead and pull in Susan Gerard, who is president of Mississippi's Children's Museum. And she has called in. I think Susan is an amazing individual who has done so much for our children in Mississippi. And she's going to share some uh, ways that our wonderful museum has been helping parents and children, even when they can't open their doors. So welcome, Susan. Thanks for calling in. Thank you so much, Dr. Retras. We are so grateful to you for the wonderful information you provide on a weekly basis to our families. And thank you so much for having me today. I think listening to your conversation about looking for those positive things in our day for those of us who work with children and have children in our lives, um, that there can be a wonderful source of joy, but they also can need some fun activities to do when you seem to hit the wall and the boredom sets in and they are tired of sheltering in place. So the team at the Mississippi Children's Museum, our educators have created some terrific resources that are available on our website, um, www.mississippichildrensmuseum.org and um, or mschildrensmuseum.org and some great activities that maybe can be fun to do both inside and outside. You know, many of our parents are trying to do uh, online learning and um, trying to do school at home. And so there's, there are also some activities on, the, on, on our website that can maybe help spice that up a little bit and make that just a little bit more fun because that is what we like to be known for at the Mississippi Children's Museum. And you are known for that. You um, have done so much to supply wonderful entertainment for our children. So we really appreciate that. And I, uh, I think we all look forward to, to getting back to, to the museum and, um, 
all the wonderful activities. But I, I would encourage everybody to go go to that, um, go to the website, go look at what they have available. They her. Um, Susan Gerard and her team have worked very hard to to increase whatever they can do. So thank you for that, Susan. Um, I know we need to go to our next break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we have a couple of callers. We have Donna from Jackson and Joan from, I can't remember where, but we'll get to Joan (laughs) after this next break. And um, Susan, hang on. They may have some questions for you, too. Um, Give us a call. We still have open lines at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. This is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I'm here with Dr. Courtney Walker and Susan Gerard, president of the Mississippi Children's Museum. But we're going to jump back on the phones. Um, Let's see. We have Donna um, on the phone now from Jackson. Hi, Donna. Thanks for calling. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Certainly. You know, I enjoy listening to your segment. It's always very informative. Thank you. When we're uh, looking at the shelter-at-home issues that everybody's dealing with, uh, one thing that comes to mind is to remind everyone that April is Child Abuse Awareness Month, and so things have changed for a lot of people where they're at home with their kids more, so the frustration levels are up. So take the time that we all have now and call a friend or call a single parent who has a lot of kids at home and offer them words of encouragement and, you know, and find out maybe if there's something you can do to help out. If you're going shopping, maybe you can bring them something you know, or let them go shopping and you can, you know, help them out with their kids just to give them a break for themselves. But also, the second thing is, many of us have been talking about we need time off, we need a break, we need a vacation. Well, God has blessed us with more time than we could ever ask for, and we need to use this time to take better care of ourselves. And like Spencer said, Take some time and take bubble bath, something you haven't done in a while. And just relax. 
and uh, learn how to just be still. You know, they're running these commercials on TV now that tells you to be calm for 30 seconds. That's, that's genius. I mean, that really helps out a lot. Just make sure you stop. Yep. Donna, lots of good advice. And and thank you for um, reminding people to, to reach out to others. You know, we're spending a lot of time telling people how they can help themselves in, in the house. But, man, what what a good thing to do is to think about somebody out there who may just need a phone call or may be just a text to say, hey, I'm running to the grocery store. What can I pick up for you? Or, like you said, if you are healthy and are able to go relieve somebody, do it. Take the time. See what you can do to help someone else. I, I think um, so many times um, when we are um, in situations like that, we forget other people are struggling too. And, and so you, you think about your own struggles and forget about others. So great advice, Donna. Thanks for calling in and thanks for listening. Okay, um, let's stay on the phone and um, let's let's go to. I think we have Joan, and you're in Theodore, right, in South Mississippi. Yes. Hi, yes. Joan. Thanks hey, for calling. How are you this morning? I, I think your uh, program is excellent. I just wanted to add some thoughts I had. I'm a retired RN, and I started making masks for other people and to give away through my church's mission. I also encourage people to call the seniors that need a phone call every day and check on them. The other thing I can offer is to donate blood or plasma. It's desperately needed, and I have uh, I've done that. Uh, the only thing that frustrates me is people um, online, my brothers and sister nurses that are on the line giving everything having to deal with the protest. I support protest, but in this situation, it's really causing more that are trying to help this situation. Um, I think you're so right, Joan. And, and I think this is a good time for us to thank those medical personnel who are on the front line because there, there are many who are going to work every day um, just trying to stay safe themselves and to try to, to save others. And, um, and I know it has got to be the most frustrating thing in the world to see people crowding together to protest right now about wanting to get back to work. I think everybody knows that we need to get back to work as soon as we can. I think, um, you know, we have a lot of very bright, smart scientists who are out there trying to figure out what's the best thing to do. So, um I think at Joan's suggestion, we ought to be um, sending texts and phone calls to those healthcare workers who you know are out there. So I think most of us know at least one or two people in the healthcare industry. If they're out there, um, make sure you thank them. I saw a sign in a friend's yard the other day as I was riding by, and it said, This is a healthcare hero. Um, and it's an individual who's working right now in the middle of all this. So. Your points are very well taken. I don't know, Dr. Walker, if you have any other comments on that. 
I don't, but I, I do, you know, just want to express my own appreciation for the folks who are kind of working um, on the front lines of this. I have, you know, nurses in my family, and actually my sister is pregnant and still working as a nurse. And so I think about her when, you know, I see folks um, not social distancing and putting themselves at risk. So please just, you know, respect the folks who take care of us and um, really try to stay at home if you can. Right. So I know just in our last few minutes, um, Susan, I want to come back to you for a minute and yeah. and um, please remind everybody of, of the website and, and what perhaps they can be doing with their children as uh, we're trying to entertain. Right, absolutely. Um, MSChildrensMuseum.org to find some Mississippi Children's Museum at home resources. And also check out our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. There are tons of videos and fun activities, even directions on how to do some fun things. But also, I just wanted to add um, to the comments of, of your last caller, I do think it's important that children, children are modeling us all the time. And to show courage and resilience in this time are important things that will carry them um, throughout their life. And um, so many of the children that we've heard from are so, um, the healthcare workers have become new heroes in our community. So thank you and Dr. Walker for all you're doing um, because you may not realize it, but there are lots of little eyes out there watching what we're doing and how we're handling um, the situation. Right. Absolutely. I think being good models, thank you for saying that. But also, I mean, think about all the other people on the front lines, um, the the grocery store um, people, the Amazon people, the all the delivery people who are trying to keep us going. So, yeah, there, there are a lot of people out there. And, yeah. and, and, the, and children, um, they see those things, and I think they're yeah. important. Uh, not only as we shelter in place and they do their part, but that's a great thing for parents to remind that, that we're we're doing our part and children love to feel like they're part of the larger effort. So that's a, yep. these have been good reminders for us today. Well, thank you so much for all that you do. And Dr. Walker, in the last 30 seconds, any last words? No, I think uh, y'all summed it up really nicely. It's nice talking with you guys today. <laughs> Well, thanks again, and I'm sure this isn't the last time I'll tap you. We're hoping that the sheltering in place won't be too much longer, but we're all going to do it as long as we need to to keep everybody that we care about and love safe and happy. So I want to thank um, thank Michelle, um, who is our producer, our and I believe, I'm not sure, Jay White, um, our engineer and maybe call screener. Thank you, Jay. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here Now coming up next on MPB Think Radio.